0: Good morning. Can you all hear me? Great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, this morning, we're continuing the series on the gifts of the Spirit. And we're going to be covering discerning spirits. That'll be fun this morning. Woohoo. Party time. Um, how many of you remember this gift of the Spirit that I was talking about last time when I was here? Two months ago. Does anyone remember? The Gifts of Healing. Remember that one? And I, I think I raised the challenge to you all um, to practice that gift as often as, as possible. Um, and so if you haven't yet done that, I just continue to encourage you to practice that gift of healing, praying for others. And um, it's so uplifting. I spent some time doing that as well over the last couple of months and it's been really, it's been really um powerful. Of course, as an elder, spent time praying for a lot of people, obviously. Um but particularly for healing. Uh, it's so amazing how God how God works through um through prayer, as you all know. But this morning recovering discerning of spirits. And the last time I was here I won't ask you, we're not in school. But we categorised, particularly the gifts mentioned in First Corinthians chapter 12, we categorised those nine gifts in three different kind of categories or classes. Um, one was vocal gifts, the gifts of tongues, gifts of interpreting tongues, and also prophecy. The second one was the power gifts, so things like miracles and, and healing, and prayer of faith, or the gift of faith. And then the third one is the revelation gifts, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. And so we're covering that last one this morning. And in my mind, if we go back to the original Latin or the original Greek, or just go back to the dictionary, (laughs) the meaning of the word discern is to perceive, or to judge, or to detect, or to look beyond the surface, effectively. We all know that. Um, but it's really important that we have that ability to be, be able to perceive or to recognize or to judge, to be able to judge things, to look beyond the surface, to look underneath um, what is in front of us. Having the Collins and the Cambridge and the Oxford Dictionary um, also may, um, mention having or showing good Judgment. How many of us want good judgment this morning? Amen? It's so important, isn't it? Just to live an effective, normal life, much less a Christian life, right? It is so, so important. Discerning of spirits um, takes takes things to a slightly um, higher level. A Christian ministry is a ministry, isn't it? In in the spiritual realm. And in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, Paul talks about, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So it's essential, it is so essential, for us to be equipped to be able to handle our spiritual enemies. There's a quote I saw recently um, that mentioned that discernment is the ability to see things for what they really are and not for what you want them to be. There are lots of times we make decisions. There are lots of times we think about things. And based on our feelings and based on what's in front of us. And we know we do need to be able to discern and to be able to look beyond because there's a tension, there's a constant tension between the spiritual world and the physical world. A lot of times, a lot of, a lot of godly thoughts, whenever God wants to do something, it starts off in his spiritual realm, doesn't it? And when the enemy wants to do something, it also starts off birthed in the spiritual world. And it's implemented in the physical world. And so, if our eyes are always focused on what we see in front of us, we won't be as effective as we could be. We need to be much more aware of what is happening behind the scenes. So, this morning I'm going to be covering four reasons why we need to have the gift of discerning. And then I'm going to cover four different spirits that we do need to discern. Is that alright? So four reasons why. The first reason we need to, as I mentioned earlier, we need to be able to unveil the unseen spiritual world. Decisions as I mentioned are birthed in the spiritual world and executed or implemented in the physical The constant tension between light and darkness. Constant tension between the the demons and the angels. Constant tension between God and the enemy, or Satan. No one says that word anymore um, these days, do they? But I'm not afraid. So the first reason is to unveil the unseen spiritual world. The second reason that we need to have this gift of discerning of spirits is to be able to see as God sees. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 6 to 7, Samuel was exploring options for a king to succeed Paul, um, Saul. And God wanted Samuel to anoint David. But before that, Samuel saw Eliab, who was David's eldest brother. And on the surface, he looked apart. The when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord must have been tall and dashing as, as many of you men here. Um must have looked really, really handsome like you, Norman, tall and, and dashing. You know? No? <laughs> but the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the f- things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, But the Lord looks at the heart. If we are really going to be living in the world of God, we need to be able to discern God's heart. We need to be able to have a discerning spirit, being able to understand the reality and the truth of what God is saying and what's happening all around us. We need to be able to have godly eyes and be able to see as God sees. The third reason we need to have the gift of discerning spirits is to protect us from deception and danger. We talk a lot about um, guardian angels and so on, but this goes beyond that. The thing is, Satan comes with his angels as, as angels of light and tries to deceive us so many times. But we know that his purpose is evil, And destructive and we need to be able to protect ourselves from all of that so sometimes from how we feel sometimes we need to protect ourselves from the physical things that we see and sometimes we need to protect ourselves from the things that we hear in our minds those negative voices that say you're not good enough you're not going to be healed God always has a plan and a purpose for our lives no matter how young or how old we are. Amen? He still has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And the fourth reason we need to have this gift is to be able to diagnose our own problems and other people's problems. Then we can help them more effectively and be able to pray more effectively for and with them. So those are the four reasons. It's really important to always go back to the why. Why are we doing this? Why why do we drive here? Why do we come to church? Why? 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 We always need to start with a why. And so why is it that we need to have these gifts of the Spirit? And in my mind, my own opinion, a lot of the other gifts are almost almost kind of almost like spiritual gifts that certain people need to have and a certain extra gifting but in my mind having the gift of the discerning of spirits is something for every believer every single one of us needs to be able to discern and more than just know what is good or bad we need to be able to look beyond the surface in order to be effective in our lives, whether we're studying, whether we're working, or whether we are retired. No matter what it is that we do, we need to be be able to have that discerning spirit. And so there are four different spirits. The Holy Spirit. We need to be able to discern his voice. Angels, angelic spirits. The third one, demons. Demonic spirits. And then the fourth one, the human spirit. So let's go through each one of these reasonably quickly if we can. First one is discerning the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to recognize God's voice. We know that God speaks and it's His will for us to be able to make wise decisions. And when I was looking at it when I was looking at first Corinthians chapter twelve, I kind of noticed that this gift of discernment comes right after the gift of prophecy and in a sense, we need to be able, particularly prophecy and especially in the early church when there were so many prophecies going on and so many prof- prophetic words um, being being said, they needed to know what was from God and what wasn't from God. And it still is here today, especially as leaders in, in church, but not necessarily um, just leaders, but so many times we hear people coming up with words and we feel that you know God has a word for the church. We need to be able to weigh it all up, don't we? We need to be able to discern. We need to be able to uh, um, determine between genuine revelation from, from God and that which is false. We should be able to test what we hear, and that is from the Holy Spirit. But how do we do that? How do we, how do, we do that? None of us is perfect. So we can't say, well, you need to be a perfect Christian. And you need to be without sin. <laughs> right? None of us is perfect. But we do need to be able to spend time talking regularly with God. Be able to hear his voice. Spending time praying. Spending time worshipping. Spending time even talking to each other about their own, um, other people's experience with the Father. How are your devotions going? What, what did God say to you? Oh, really? And you know, just kind of bounce ideas off each other as well. We need to be able to hear God's voice by spending time with him. It's more than just devotions. It's more more than just spending 10 minutes each morning and reading the Bible or something like that. It's a daily, minute by minute, hour by hour walk and talk with Jesus, isn't it? What is he saying? How many times do we make decisions without consulting the Holy Spirit? How many times do we make big decisions, whether buying a house or a car or, or sending our kids to school or sending... Choosing um, schools for our grandchildren, maybe. Is God in it? Do we spend time listening to His voice? The other thing is, not just the fact that He reveals stuff to us when we spend time with Him, but one of the things that I notice is that the Holy Spirit and God is always, always positive, This is more than just positive thinking that a lot of the Americans like to talk about. He's always positive. He's always looking ahead. He's always saying your current situation, your current circumstances is for just a limited period of time. But I have another plan for you. You may be single, you may be be without a job, you may be whatever, you may be searching for something. Or you may be ill, may have pain. Whatever the circumstances are, can list, list mil, millions of them. But at the end of the day, most of our circumstances, the vast majority of them, are temporary. And a lot of times we focus on the temporary. And we focus on our own personal circumstances. And we don't look beyond the surface. And God wants us to look beyond the surface. God wants us to be able to trust in Him and rely on Him and say, you know, know what? These are your current circumstances, but you are healed. You are going to be healed. You may be single now, but you're going. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. Think about there's so many options, so many um, examples in the Bible, like David when he faced Goliath, he was a young boy, he had no armor, just a sling and a stone. Yet David listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit and had a rise of faith to know that he would defeat the giant. His current circumstances, on the face of it, couldn't even kill an ant. But God said, I have a plan and purpose for Israel at this point in time. And you're going to slay that giant no matter what. And David had a rise in faith. But David was listening to God all the time. What about Elijah when he predicted the rain after three years of drought? Elijah said to Ahab that he had heard the sound of a heavy rain. There was not a cloud in the sky. It was bright and sunny. It was hot. The land was parched. But Elijah heard the the sound of a heavy rain. He didn't just dwell on the circumstances, but he listened to God. And he sent his servant seven times to look towards the sea for rain. And every time he came back, no, I, didn't, I don't see anything. I don't see any clouds in the sky. But there's on the seventh time, you saw a tiny cloud way over in the distance. And in no time, it started to rain. God brought the rain, and he was faithful to his promises. A rise of faith. And a lot, lot of times, more time we spend with God, more time we talk to him, he rises up an extra amount of faith in our spirits. I remember last year I was looking for a job, and um, and it was a very challenging time. There were a lot of times when I w- got through to finals, got through lots of in- different interviews, um, got through the fi- got through to finals just me and someone else, or just me alone, and um, and it just kind of fell apart at the end for some strange reason, and I was go- going through that um, for, for a few months. And a lot of times, you know, I had good days and I had bad days, and... Usually I'm a very, very positive guy. And um, God has done so many amazing things in my own personal life. So, you know, I'm, I'm able to kind of focus and have faith and strength and so on and so forth. But of course I'm not perfect. And so um, in, in the down moments, I remember vividly the Holy Spirit just saying, no, we to have a plan and a purpose for your life. That job wasn't for you. You needed to go through the process but that one wasn't for you. Neither was that one. (laughs) Neither was that one. And neither was that one. (laughs) But I had to go through the process. And every time, every time I felt down, the Holy Spirit just came and just kind of encouraged me and spoke to me and helped me to focus not just on my circumstances, not just on the surface, but beyond the surface. Now, I have a great job. Thankfully, as, you know, um, God came through and, and all that stuff. Um, but sometimes, when we're going through that drought, like Elijah did or, or Israel did, those, that three year period, when we go through the tough times, it is difficult to look beyond our circumstances. But we need to be able to discern the Holy Spirit in those dry moments, dry bones dry, parched land, desert moments in our own lives, whether it's on our physical lives or our spiritual lives, we need to be able to discern what the Holy Spirit is saying and not just focus on our circumstances. So that's discerning the Holy Spirit. The second one is being able to discern demonic spirits. We know that demons speak truth to deceive every time they went up to Jesus they said you are Lord of course they would say that and that is true but the enemy always wants to deceive Acts chapter 16 verses 16 to 18 when Paul and Silas were in Philippi once when we were going to the place of prayer we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God. Gosh, she sounds like an evangelist. Who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. And then finally Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to, said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that very moment, the spirit left her. See, the slave girl was a fortune teller. She wasn't from God, but from the enemy. She didn't sound like a demon, though. But there was a demonic spirit within her. She spoke the truth to deceive. Paul and Silas didn't say, that's great to know, why don't you come and join our team? <laughs> we're going around praying for people, why don't you just come on then? It seems to know that we're, we're from the Most High God. And Paul got really annoyed, eventually. It's not a sin to get annoyed with, with the enemy, right? He discerned, he was able to look beyond the external and into the heart of what was going on. And of course, then Satan's purposes were revealed. And this was a really important time um, in the life of the Philippians. Because if Paul didn't cast out this demonic spirit, then the rest of the Philippians would have just said, then there's nothing different in believing in the Holy Spirit, or believing in God, or believing believing in Jesus that you're talking about. It was a really crucial time for them. And of course, we know the story, her owners got angry because they weren't able to profit anymore from their evil practices. And eventually, Paul and Silas were thrown into prison. And sometimes, we need to be able to make sacrifices when we believe in something. Sometimes, to do right rather than wrong. To follow the Holy Spirit rather than the demonic spirit. We might have to make sacrifices sometimes. But it's always going to be worth it. Another time when there was a demonic spirit was in Mark chapter 7. We don't have it here, but Jesus healed a deaf and a mute man. And Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears and touched his tongue and prayed over him. And he was healed. That was Mark chapter 7. Two chapters later, in Mark chapter 9, Jesus healed another young boy who was deaf and mute. But this boy had a demonic spirit who threw him to the ground, or foam at the mouth. So he had to cast out the deaf and mute spirit. So the two of them were deaf, they faced similar circumstances, but one needed healing, and the other one needed deliverance. Again, we need to be able to look beyond the surface to know what is the right solution to this particular situation. Sometimes someone we know is going through something and they just need prayer for healing. And another time, they need to be prayed for deliverance from a particular demon that is in their lives. The third one is discerning angelic spirits. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 says Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So, why are angels around? Angels are here to support us, to encourage Christians, to encourage believers. They're ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. Who will inherit salvation? Us, right? Christians, believers. If they're not just up there in in, in the sky or, or in some heavenly realm. Um, just singing lots of worship songs to God. They are here with us. They are able to help us and to support us. Of course, we know many stories um, in the Bible, many examples, particularly in the New Testament. Angels came to help Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane after he was tested in the wilderness as well. Angels came to help Joseph and Mary and Zechariah And John and Peter and Paul and so many examples. And angels are here. They are spirits sent from God to support us, to serve us, to help us. Acts 27, verses 23 to 25. When Paul and all the prisoners sailed to Rome and the ship was being tossed in the storm and everyone was panicking. We're about to give up all hope of survival, but the angel of the Lord came to Paul during the night. And the next morning, Paul stood before these men and encouraged them and said, Last night, an angel of God, of the God whose I am and whom I have served, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. He's being positive, don't worry. You must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So not just Paul would be saved, the other prisoners as well. So keep up your courage, men. For I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. And of course it happened. They were saved. They landed eventually. In, um, landed. They, they docked eventually in Rome. The ship was completely shipwrecked. But they were. They were all safe and sound. Hebrews 13 verse 2 Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. How many times have you Entertained and shown hospitality to strangers. They could be angels. Angels are with us all the time. When was the last time you saw an angel? Some time ago. Um, I'm sure. I'm fully convinced that that these guys were angels. Um, as a teenager, I was going through a rough time. Um, in Kingston, and I was walking from. My mother had a had a a dressmaking parlour, and she was a single parent and stuff. And and as a teenager, I was probably around 16 years or so old, and um, I was walking to the bus stop to go home and do my homework or something. But I was facing a challenging time in my schoolwork, and it was it was just really tough for me anyway. And I didn't know where I was go, going or what I wanted to do in life, and I was just kind of feeling lost. And it was a dark night and two guys suddenly walked up behind me and just joined me while I was walking. I never saw them um, at all before that point in time. And we started up a conversation and they just encouraged me. They didn't have a clue what I was going through. And they just said, you know, Norbert, nice to meet you, but God's going to do something powerful in your life. God has a plan and a purpose for you um don't wo- don't focus on your circumstances a little bit the, the details are a little bit sketchy and then they left with when i went down to, to the to the bus stop when i reached my destination never to see them again and i'm fully convinced ever since that time that they were de- that they were angels never saw me from adam and they were just encouraged me full of faith um And my life just made a turn shortly after that. And I did well in my schoolwork, and I was able to go to uni, and and so on. And and I did well at uni, and, and I'm here now, and all that kind of stuff. And the rest is history. But when I was in the doldrums, God sent a couple of people who I believe were angels to actually support me and to really encourage me at a time when I really, really needed it. And fourthly, finally, before we wrap up, we need to be able to discern human spirits. So, first, we talked about discerning the Holy Spirit, talked about demonic spirits, we talked about angels, and then finally, human spirits. We know that there are spirits around us all the time, don't we? But the most important thing we need to be able to discern as well is the good and bad in people the human spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit who actually encourages us and helps us to be able to do that. There are people who are of good or bad character. If we look at John chapter 1, verses 47 to 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 49, Jesus called Philip and Nathanael to be disciples. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite, in whom there is no deceit? And Nathanael asked, How do you know me? And Nathanael and Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree, before Philip called you. And then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are indeed the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus was able to discern an honest and innocent spirit in Nathanael. And he told Philip to follow him. Paul was able to do that as well. And so many others in the New Testament and throughout the scriptures as well in the Old Testament that were able to discern. We need to be able to discern people who have a good and bad character. And also between truth and lies. Or good versus evil. A good example of it, isn't it, is in the church. On a Sunday morning, sometimes we see people come coming through the door, and how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's all right. And beneath the surface, a lot of us are hurting. A lot of us are going through pain and lots of different trials and circumstances. Or children or grandchildren when they come home from school. How was school today? Yeah, it was, all, it was okay. And underneath, they're hurting because a bully um, bullied them um, during, during the school. Or a teacher spoke to them um, in, a, in a certain way and they got depressed or frightened. Or at work. Anywhere. We need to be able to ha- have that discerning antenna in our lives to be able to live effective lives, even as just pure human beings, but especially living our life as Christians. We need to be able to discern between a good or bad character, or truth versus lies, or good versus evil. Many things, of course, course, um, appear pleasurable at the moment. But we need to be able to foresee what the consequences are of our actions. And a discerning spirit helps us to be able to do that. It's almost like a game of chess. Right, Martin? We play chess. Almost like a game of chess. When we're making decisions, we need to be able to think about the consequences of our decisions. You know, when you move to that pawn, what is the next player going to do? And if if you move another piece on on that chessboard, what is the other person potentially going to do? Or like sports, football or any kind of team sport in terms of tactics. If the opponent does this, we need to be able to do that. If the opponent does that afterwards, we need to be able to do that afterwards. There are certain consequences of our actions, as we all know. And a discerning spirit helps us to be able to make the right decisions. Same thing with music. And a final example is um, is my daughter, who just turned 11. And I remember a few years ago, when she was about five or so, um, we know how it is, right? Music sounds really good. Pop music, and it's all, like, it's all great. And many of us don't listen to the lyrics. And if we listen beyond the surface, beyond the lovely, lovely music, and listen to the lyrics of some of these songs, you're like, seriously? (laughs) How did they get through? How did they come through? Um, And when they were much younger, um, sometimes they wanted to change a radio station to Heart or Capital or Kiss. And a lot of these radio stations, you know, the songs are just lovely to hear, man. You dance to them all night long but the lyrics are just crazy. And I would always switch it back, and I I would always tell the children that um, it's just not right for your age. It's just not really um, appropriate for you. But the songs sound good, and it's all great and wonderful. And they always got annoyed, and uh, thankfully Christine and I see eye to eye on this this particular point. And, And we insisted that we don't listen to certain radio stations, relatively serene ones like Radio 2 or something boring like, you know, whatever, or a Christian station like Premier Christian Radio or something like that. And it wasn't until just a few weeks ago as uh, I was t- taking my daughter to to somewhere and she heard a song and she's like, oh, Dad, Daddy, I, I, I now understand why it is that you never made us listen to these radio stations when we were a lot younger. They're not really appropriate, are they? Listen to those words. And suddenly, the scale just fell off our eyes. Being able to discern between what sounds good or feels good and what's going on beneath, beneath the surface. The enemy always has a plan for our lives, always wants to distract us, And in the end, he wants to defeat us. In the end, he wants us to have a lukewarm relationship with God. Or have no relationship whatsoever with God. And we need to be able to have this discerning spirit. So at the heart of all this, at the heart of discerning spirits, which I believe is for all of us, it's not necessarily about having this special super duper antenna and ooh the holy spirit ooh, all sorts of hocus pocus stuff it's about having a personal relationship with god at the foundation of all this we need to be able to sense and hear god's voice we all know this but it is so important in this especially in this day and age especially living in the united kingdom when there's so much stuff going on, you know what the different things are. You know, the liber- um, mm-hmm. rise of liberalism and all, all, everything, everything goes really. You can just do anything, anything you feel like doing, it'll be alright. It doesn't really matter. But it does matter. It really does matter. Being able to see beyond the surface. Being able to, to hear beyond what someone says to you. You know what, I sense something else is happening in your life. I heard what you said, but if I listen deeply, I, I know you're, you're going through something. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. There's a funny quote At the end, where we must learn who is gold, or simply gold-plated. Being able to discern the difference in people. Good character versus bad character. Good versus evil. But it's more than just that. Being able to listen and discern when the Holy Spirit is challenging us and encouraging us to do something with our lives. Encouraging us to speak to someone, to speak to our neighbor, speak to our friends and say, hey, the Holy Spirit said, I sense something is going on. Let's just talk, let's just talk about it, shall we? Amen. Amen.